episode just between us girls. Taylor. <laughs> I know people are talking about what we're discussing on here, on Discord. I don't know how they're hearing it. Because this is a private phone call that you and I have before we record these episodes. And I'm waking up. Well, I know what's going on. I'm waking up. I open my feed. And there's a recording of our conversation that comes out at noon Pacific time on Sundays on the feed. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. It's private because once a week we call each other and we catch up. <laughs> yeah. And I tell you to go to hell. You, you know what's so funny that you say that? I actually spoke to Lawson yesterday. We were just catching up and blah, 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 blah. And <laughs> we were having a normal conversation, right? And uh, he was telling me about how uh, Steve found out that he's dating Rishi because he had posted – Mike had posted some Instagram post. And uh, Steve said, uh, oh, so you have a boyfriend. He's handsome, blah, 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 blah. And, I was, and, of course, I was like, oh, my God. And he's like, no, it's not a big deal. And I go, would you ever do a threesome with Steve and Rishi? And he went, what? No. And I went, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot, <laughs> I forgot we don't do catching up anymore. <laughs> I he goes. I know you like. When do you ask that question? And uh, and so we laughed, and then I told him to go to hell. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we occasionally do that where it was like, "It's nice catching up to you," and then you go, "All right, bye." And I get mad, and you're like, "All right, sorry, go to hell, Taylor." And then I yeah. giggle, and we hang yeah. up. So that's so. Uh, anyway, so Taylor, I think what everybody wants to know. I mean, well, no, why everybody? It's just me and you having a private conversation. I think what I want right. to know is. What is the update on the dogs? The dogs are still here. Sure. The dogs are great. Mm -hmm. And at times they're a nightmare. Uh (laughs) There are times that it is, uh, we, we, we are vacillating. We are probably going to adopt them. That, that is that, but we have moments like, um, this morning, where the one, the little girl decided at five o'clock in the morning, she was just going to start screaming from mm-hmm. the other room in a crate yeah. and, and, uh, where she is very attention. She's very attention seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, she is very needy in that regards and she, she, she's just a lot. So then we, we had to get up to let her out and then we fed both of them and then they got into bed with us and she has a hot spot. So then she's, which she can't help that. I, I get that. But, um, so then she all of a sudden will just kind of flop around on the bed and like, you know, kind of press against you while she's trying to like scratch it was in, in effect waking us up. And we tried to spray hot stuff, hot spot stuff on her right before I came in. And now I have these huge welts on my arm from where she scratched me. And it's a lot. They, they have, there are times where Babalu, cause he's home with them all week where he called me on Thursday and was it Thursday? Wednesday or Thursday, like all upset doing, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't get my work done. And she's driving me nuts. And I was like, okay, well, it's been four days. We said we would give them at least a week. You might just, she might just be having a bad day. I, you know, I, I, whatever he decides, I will support. I don't know. There's, there's definitely starting to become a bond which will make it harder. And the longer they're here, the harder it will be to get rid of them Mm -hmm. if we decide to get rid of them. But I, if he wants to keep them, then we'll keep them. But I've, I've explained to him and he seems to be, you know, listening now through actions, you know, 
he definitely kind of romanticized the idea of having a dog in the house, let alone two dogs. Yeah. And there's parts of having dogs in the house that are tough, i.e. every morning they wake us up before we normally get up. And it involves, you know, he can't just, you know, throw a throw a bowl of, you know, dog food down and then walk away because the one is very food aggressive as far as once he eats, then he pushes her out of the way to get there's like all of these things. We you know, I've got now bruises from where or or uh scratches from where she scratched me. Everything is covered in dog hair. He left yesterday to go grab dinner and they went apeshit. Mm-hmm. Um, walking them is a struggle. Like there's all of these things, but then there's also times where they lay on us and they fall asleep and it's like the most wonderful feeling in the world. So, so that is pretty much the basic update on, you know, and the other thing is I don't know when or where we're going to get to have sex again. Mm-hmm. Me and Babalu, not me and the dogs yeah. <laughs> because they are constantly next to us. So you guys and have not had sex. You have up. not had sex since the dogs came. We've not had sex since we got the dogs. Oh my God. No. We had a little, we had a little like handy session the other night, but we're also, if we make too much noise and they're in the crate, they bark. So, you know. How much noise do you guys make? We make a little bit of noise. Oh. You know, the occasional, I mean, I get, we're two big dudes. At the very least, there's grunting, just, you know, lifting things up and stuff, you know, it's it's like getting up from a couch, sort of thing. But, you know. Plus, we enjoy talking to each other and stuff. So, if so, it's almost like you have to like whisper dirty talk, which is not does not sound fun. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, with it being Valentine's weekend, we're gonna try to do something. I said, you know, we got the baby gate. They seem to be okay if they can see us, but they can't get to us. Mm-hmm. So, if we put the baby gate up to the uh, bedroom, yeah. then maybe we can. They can at least then we have an audience. Then they're watching us do horrible things to one another, and then they'll well, see how Trump's come out. Afterthought, we watch you too. I don't know if you know that. I installed a camera in your house. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is that is that for the, the negative where you actually pay people instead of them paying to watch? The, where you say, if you want to watch this, we'll pay you $5. Yeah. That level of Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we, we've we only done – we did a sex tape years ago where wait, we like, wait, recorded wait. ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. We where one of one I think it wasn't even I don't even think I had an iPhone yet I think I was like the the i iPad what was the what was that used to be called like the the first iPads that were like an iPhone but they didn't have the phone uh, iTouch so we recorded ourselves on an iTouch and as soon as we finished like Babalu went to get in the shower and I like turned it on and was immediately like nope and just <laughs> right away it was it I was remember hard. and I talked to you about this the first time Aiden asked me for a nude. And I, I, and I saw the me- – because I felt so sexy when I was taking this nude, right? And then I looked – well, first of all, he sent me one first. And, you know, he has this fucking perfect 20-year-old ass and shit like that, right? And then mm-hmm. um, I looked at this mess. It looked like someone bought a Jabba the Hutt candle and half lit it and it was melted. And it was awful. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at Pizza the Hut. That's what I look like. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I have a bunch of things to talk to you about today, Taylor. You know, first thing I want to talk about, it, it, it seems like, and you know what? We don't, we get so little feedback. So if people want to talk about this in the Discord, that'd be great. The newlywed game came out yesterday that we recorded. It was a surprise show that we dropped for everybody. Yes. And now I can talk about the recording of it and all that. And, uh, uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about, I kind of mentioned this a little bit at the top of the show, but I, I want to get your thoughts because I think you can relate. 
is it was very very weird for me i'm not used to especially on an afterthought show not being in control not being in the captain's chair and on the newlywed yeah. game uh, adam salandra was in the captain's chair and mm-hmm. i found it very difficult very not difficult but um i wasn't used to it and i know on the award-winning podcast, Pod is my co-pilot, you are in the captain's chair there. Is it difficult for you to be on this show and not be in control of things? I like being on the show and not being in control of things. Oh. I like it is it is it's enjoyable in that it is just me talking. I'm not worried about things people are saying or things that I'm going to have to edit, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. The only time it bothers me is occasionally, and it usually starts early in the show, you and I will both talk over each other where you'll say something and I'll like have, feel like I have to get in a quitty, a, a quitty whip, a witty quip. And I see you kind of, I see your brain processing of the, I'm going to have to edit that. And that bothers me. That's the only part of it that really bothers oh. me. Well, if it bo- I don't edit it. But here's the thing. No, I know. <laughs> here's, here's, <laughs> Here's the thing is part of that is my fault. I have the ability to have these tracks go into two separate tracks and th- so that mm-hmm. if we do talk over each other I can easily fix it, but I just been I've been too lazy to set that up. You know. Yeah. And I just don't care enough. Uh it rarely happens. It's 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 not it's not worth the energy if 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 you will. But anyway, that was something I was dealing with. Um, okay, so one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, it's a short little news story. I'm not going to even read the news story, but I've been meaning to talk to you about this. Publix, the grocery store chain that you really, really like. Yep. And the founder's daughter or something like that is like a super hardcore uh, – well, she was – as we know, she was on The Mandalorian. She played the <laughs> – Cara Dune. Yeah, she's Cara Dune. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. She is like a hardcore Republican Trump supporter, MAGA hat wearing person. Now, she, she's no longer involved with the company, but still the daughter of the founder, right? And what are your yeah. thoughts on this? Uh, it's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, I am – I'm not the one who is responsible for groceries in our house. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is definitely my husband. And he was very much of the, I will never shop there again. I, you know, we'll, we're, we're going to go someplace else. And, you know, he paid for Instacart for the year. And that, that actually allows him to go to various like Aldi's or um, Target. They have Instacart, that sort of thing. Um, but I, uh, the, 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 I, after that came out, uh, then I saw the statement by public saying she has nothing to do with the country, the company anymore. That what she's what she did was reprehensible, and it doesn't go with the the values of the store and all that sort of stuff. And then Babalu was okay with shopping there again, and then something else happened, or something something else came out, and then he decided that he was not going to. Oh, because Publix donates to Republicans. Mm-hmm. Um, they they donated to several Republicans, and the issue had been that they gave a sizable donation to our governor um or to the state or something like he so they sort of uh not campaigned but like lobbied for something and now they're one of the primary outlets for the covid vaccinations Mm -hmm. so that became where then he decided he wasn't going to shop there anymore so i have no idea where our grocery i just know that i come home someday and there's food here so yeah but you love their cake yeah but i don't have to worry about that till december 
So I will, and they, it's also important to note that Publix does, not that I'm defending Publix, but in this article that I read, that they do donate to <laughs> Republicans heavily, but they also donate to Democrats as well. This has always so, been uh, my thing. This has always been yeah. my thing in that it's very silly for people, unless the company as a whole makes an egregious decision in terms of like, we don't hire black people or something like that. But in terms of campaign donations and whatnot, you have to understand that every corporation, any big corporation has very problematic things that they do in terms, especially of campaign. So like, uh, like Target is a perfect example, uh, where right. they, they're, they'll, they'll donate to Republicans and Democrats, you know, and then they'll donate to places that have anti-gay elements to it, but then they'll do a pride thing, which some people argue they're just, you know, uh, doing to sell more shit to gay people. They don't mind selling things to gay people. If you, if you remember before Jeff Bezos bought Whole Foods, Whole Foods was owned by a very, 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 very Republican person. Uh, and it was founded by a very, very conservative person. And so, uh, and so obviously the liberals didn't want to think about that. They were like, oh, no, 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 you know? So, like, it, it, that's why, like, I, you know, people came after our friend Adam Burns for going to Chick fil A. Uh, you know, the thing with Chick fil A is, 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 you know, your local franchise may not, it's a franchise, they, they franchise their stores. And so just because the corporate office feels one way doesn't mean that that look, I know in, in, in West Hollywood, people were protesting the Chick-fil-A there and the guy was like, I don't agree with them. I love gay people. I, this is wrong, you know? And so, um, but that leads into a thing that we were sort of, everyone should know if you're not listening live, you're missing a whole just between us girls before just between uh-huh. us girls. And we were talking right. about, uh, you know, we were talking about the woman, Gina Carano, is that her name? Uh, I think so. Yeah, from The Mandalorian, who was fired from the show for some very problematic social media posts. And, um, yeah, Taylor is, saw something, what happened? It was just a loud bang. Do you want to go investigate that? It sounds like maybe a, uh, a not a breaker, uh, one of the things of the power lines. It sounds like one of those popped. But oh. it was really close. It scared yeah. the shit out of me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Cara Dune. Horrible person. Yeah. <laughs> and she was fired from her role. And, and the question had come up in the Discord. Did, did, if, whether I went to go pee, whether you thought that was appropriate. And I was, that's, you have to listen live. But I thought, yes, Taylor said no. He likes what she said. And, uh, <laughs> that is not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> he fully supported it. Uh, totally. Yeah. Totally. In fact, he changed his name to Taylor Q Latte Boy. And, right. um, but, uh, poor Quiznos, by the way. But, uh, do they have Quiznos out there? We used to. I think they all closed up. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen them. Maybe they're out of business. Anyway. Um, they may be. Yeah. Well, I'll look that up while you're making your, your, your point. But the point is, and we were talking about this, and I was going to say, uh, you know, cause then we started talking about Randy earlier. We were also talking about Randy Rainbow and he, he had a, you know, he came out with this lip sync thing and, 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 uh, we were talking about that. And, and I was saying, I think he's very clever. I think there's something very disturbing about his presence. There's something about his, I don't know. I get like a creepiness from him. I, I, I don't have any evidence. Maybe he's a perfect, a perfectly normal, boring, sane person. 
I just mm-hmm. get a creepy vibe, and I, and I want to say for full disclosure, he looks almost exactly like Sweet Michael's boyfriend Noah, who I can't stand, and so that I, I could okay. be projecting that onto Randy Rainbow, but yeah. but. He did have a little bit of a drama dust-up last year when old tweets resurfaced uh, of him making some jokes that people saw as problematic, you know? And um, the same thing has happened with the guy from, you know, Sarah Silverman's been even recently with his Britney documentary and also uh, the, the guy from Guardians of the Galaxy made some inappropriate jokes like 10 or 12 years ago. Yeah. And the, the rant I was going to go on is... You know, those were the early days of social media, and people thought they were being really edgy and wacky. And uh, it was sort of like a Wild West. But also, I feel like, and I'm not making any judgment on this, but I do feel like, and this might sound very get off my lawn, but this is more not. I'm, I'm really trying to give some wisdom from an older person. I don't I want you to weigh in. Is a lot of this comes from Gen Z, Right. And I and by the way, I love Gen Z way more than millennials. Sorry, millennials, right? I thought millennials mm-hmm. were very problematic, but I don't see that in Gen Z. I feel Gen Z is a very progressive. I like a lot of them. I, I date one of them. And um, I, was say, I believe you're dating one, but yeah. okay, yeah. But one of the things is they're very quick to judge, and 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 and, and they, because they don't have the life experience of knowing that you live a full life and you do things that uh you may regret later that you don't see as problematic you know and uh and i was i was thinking so like yes this has come up there are some drag race girls i can't remember who it was they were like oh well look at i think it was rose i don't want to say actually i don't know if it was rose but there was it was an rpdr drama something that they wrote in 2011 or something and i was like you know one why they didn't do a social media script i don't know but you can't judge people. It's very difficult to judge people. And again, like I was saying before, unless you make this really, like use the N word or something like that, which you should have known better. Uh, social mores change, evolve, and especially now with daily social media and 24 hour news cycles, very quickly. These mores change very, very quickly. And what was okay 10 years ago is not okay now. And the Gen Z, I, you know, I always, I've said that I feel that the generations that come after us, their job as that generation, and this is what they, this is what they do, is to tear down the, the constructs set up by the generations before them. And so Gen Z at some point, maybe in our lifetime, will see that happen to them. And like I told you, things evolve very quickly. I just saw an article the other day. That was maligning use of the word derp, right? Which derp, okay. derp, you know, which I love the word. I love, I don't know if you know this, in terms of animal pictures and stuff, I love derpy animals. I love them. I love like any cat with its tongue out or uh, looking like awkward and, and weird and goofy. I love derpy animals pictures. Oh my God, they're my favorite kinds of pictures. And, uh, but that there's, uh, you know, there should be, the, the backlash is growing against using the word derp, which is often used by Gen Z people. And so they're going to start seeing it. That people are going, oh, you, you, you know, they're going to see in 10 years. Oh my God. Did you see this person use derp in 2020? And they're like, oh, cancel them. And yet they don't realize that no. that's going to, the, 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 the uh, you know, for whom the bell tolls, 
You know, in 10 years, yeah. it's going to toll for thee. And so, t- toll yeah. for Z. And, uh, and uh, that's why they should be careful, because you're throwing rocks now, but one day they're going to throw rocks at you. And uh, that's my whole thought. What do, you, what do you have to say about that, Taylor? Well, I mean, we're, I'm seeing some things in the Discord as far as words that were used previously that are no longer considered to be you know, or considered to be offensive, like, mm-hmm. uh, the word tranny or the words fish. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I know even up until 10 years ago, you would use to, you would use the word retarded or yeah. retard to, mm-hmm. you know, and that was something that it was, it didn't mean it was okay, but it was just sort of accepted. That, mm-hmm. that was a way that you, you know, mm-hmm. demean somebody. And then as we have learned, as our generations have, all generations have learned, you think about, you know, there was a time when words like colored were considered okay yeah. or negro was considered okay. and then as as generations within the the black movement where they said no that's not that's not okay to say that anymore and now when those words are being used you know when you see somebody that's a person will use a word like that in in a TV show or a movie to show that they're out of touch where they say that nice colored fellow or something mm-hmm. you know something like that um you know, and I mean, somebody in the Discord just brought up that you used to say the word, the R word mm-hmm. a lot on early catching ups. Yeah. I know that we used to say it on Pod as my co-pilot and stuff. And then, but we learned from our experience. And then if you listen now, we don't use words like that anymore, but somebody could easily go back and listen to old Pod as my co-pilots and then try to, you know, cancel me mm-hmm. for having said it. Well, okay. But I've also learned. Mm-hmm. that it's not okay you know and that that was that was from me paying attention to people and me realizing and not not feeling like, like i got you know taken to the taken to the woodshed over mm-hmm. but just like a, it's oh it's not okay to say this anymore i even feel like on an episode of pot as my co-pilot one of my co- I, probably taffy was the one who said it and i said we can't say that anymore that's that's not okay so i mean it's one of these where you sort of we all learn and mm-hmm. grow um you, i think gen z I agree with you, you know, Gen Z as them being younger, I'm, I'm pretty much going to repeat what you said, but they haven't had the life experiences yet. And Gen Zers, I know when we were Gen Xers back college age and stuff, and maybe even high school, the world is very black and white. Mm-hmm. The world is very, this is okay. This is not okay. And then as you get out into the real world, you start to recognize the shades of gray that are in the world. Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't mean that, you know, some grays are better than others. You know, some grays are still okay to utilize, but you start to recognize where people are coming from, where, why this is, this is still going on, why this isn't going on. And, you know, it, 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 it's this, some of the stuff that they do now is going to bite them in the butt. Yeah. But they're not going to realize that. You know, the, the, okay. So another a, a way to describe this maybe that that goes away from offensive versus not offensive was I started to gain weight in my twenties. I was very very thin all through high school in the beginning of college, and then I gained like the freshman thirty five sort of thing. And I remember people in their thirties saying to me, "You're gonna want to start to work on this now because once your metabolism kicks in." slows down once you hit your 30s it's a lot harder to lose weight mm-hmm. and i had that typical early 20s then mid 20s then late 20s you know that's them i'm fine i know what i'm doing everything's going to be okay it's gonna it's good and i had to have the experience of going into my 30s my metabolism slowing down to get to that point where i had to realize that and i know that i've had friends in their 20s that i said to them i didn't i ignored what they said to me 
but I am telling you this is going to happen. And you have friends that did the whole, like, that's Taylor. That's not yeah. me. I'm going to be, it's, it's the same thing. Only we're learning it with our words and we're learning it with our thought process and what's appropriate, what's not appropriate to post on social media or to say in an interview or anything like that. Yeah. We're running long now just between us girls. There's two things I just want to say, but they're not really discussion points. I just want to almost like a plug. Does that make sense though? What I said? No, I, I, I 100% agree. You know, what's funny okay. though, just the only part I will take issue with, and I hope this doesn't happen. This, that's, that's boomers, not us is it seems <laughs> like when you get to be a certain age and you go back to the black and white. Where now the boomers are just like, but I feel like the boomers were problematic, kind of like the millennials. I feel like everything. I feel like the Gen Xers are much more like Gen Z, and yeah. so, uh, so the boomers are now everything's black and white, you know. Yeah. And uh, and so uh, and that's the thing is when you're not willing to evolve, when you're not so it's it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. I remember one time this is like a, a, a not anything not, not only the r word but like i remember this would be when kamala harris was just like the california attorney general and i mm-hmm. was talking about her and i said kamala to a friend who worked in dc and my actually i've always i've actually stolen this from her that was a very classy way of correcting someone but she said oh is that how you say it because i've always heard her and other people say kamala and I mm-hmm. was like, oh, and that's when I learned, oh, that's how you say her name, you know? And and so then that's how I started saying her name. Where we get offensive, I'm all, no, I'm still going to fucking call her Kamala or, you know, Shamalama Ding Dong or whatever dumb joke they make, right? And mm-hmm. uh, and it's the same thing here. It's okay to make a mistake. It's do you learn from it or do you, you know, stand your ground? Uh, so yeah. and, and it's okay to evolve. So people are coming for Sarah Silverman for this roast she did. In 2007, and the Britney Spears documentary is a perfect example of what we're talking about. Somebody said it on social media, I can't remember who it was, but they're right, that we were all guilty of it, you know, that they're coming for Britney, you know, for people coming for Britney and whatnot, and Craig Ferguson's being held up as like, he was the one that said, no, I'm not going to do this, and... But like we were all making fun of Britney Spears, and Sarah Silverman doing this rose, we're pointing fingers at her, but we were all doing it, and that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. We were all guilty yeah, no. of this. And I mean, we learn from we we learn we learn from our experiences. And if people, you know, I've had things that I have said early on in Pod is my co-pilot. I had a thing where I said that we watched literally. I watched the the final episode of The Sopranos, and then we I immediately went in to tape the episode. I feel like I've talked about this somewhere on one of the Afterthought shows before. But I was talking, I was explaining to my co-hosts who didn't watch The Sopranos, Sopranos, the end of it. And in the middle of talking about everything I said, and then everything's happening, and so these quick cuts, and these two black guys walk in, and then this happens. And it was something where I got an email from somebody saying, you know, the fact that you just assumed that two black guys walked into the restaurant meant that something was going to happen is a problem. And it was what... It never even occurred to me. I was more describing details of things, but it, I, there also is that internalized, not internalized racism, but there is that where, I mean, that is, that is, but that was my perception at the no, time. But and that I was horrible. But that was it. meant to be that way. Because, hold on for, I'm going to defend you for a second. 
David Chase was intentionally doing that because it's so funny. I was just talking about the finale of The Sopranos with Aiden the other day in that I was talking about, I was, I was talking about my interpretation. I don't know what your interpretation of it is, but my interpretation mm-hmm. of, the, of the finale of The Sopranos was that, you know, every, I, I go, I actually loved the ending of The Sopranos. I'm in the minority. You know, people were really upset. I actually loved it. I go, what you were seeing was, it was like essentially the rosebud of the whole thing. The whole, this, this yeah. was the Sopranos wrapped up is Tony's punishment is, this is what the Sopranos was about before and will be after is he will always wonder what is coming next. Is my daughter going to die? Is my son going to die? Is my family going to die? Am I going to die? And that anxiety of always looking at the world like two black guys just walked in. Oh, my God. Where's my daughter? She's a minute late. That Like, that is his punishment. That is his hell. And that's what you're seeing in that moment. You're finally seeing, oh, this is how Tony sees the world and why he will always suffer because – that is his punishment. That is his, you know, that is his, uh, his, uh, car, his karmic punishment is that he will never be at peace because of what he's yeah. done and what he will do. All right, Taylor, with, oh, well, I just, I, I did want to say really quickly, if anybody, are you know about this clubhouse? I've heard something about it, but I don't really know what it is. Ugh, there was this old trick who bugged the shit out of me until I got on this clubhouse. First of all, it, what a waste of time it is, right? I find nothing. I keep getting alerts that John Ong is doing something on there, right? And so, uh, and all you do is listen in on conversation. But I was like, I should do a first response on there. You know? Um, No, don't make the face. Don't make the face. But like some sort of drag, because it's good for promoting the show. You know? And it could be 15 minutes long. You're the one who said you wanted to do one show about the season. We'll see what I do. do If it, but if it brings. The rumor mill, and now we're starting to add to it. So by episode eleven of the show, you're like, I'm so sick of talking about these girls. I I can hear the thing. Well, if anyone's on Clubhouse, go ahead and follow me. I'm on Clubhouse. The other thing too is I found this amazing app, and this will be coming back. There's almost no uh work to it whatsoever. Uh, it's an app. If you have Spotify, which I know you don't, Taylor, but if you have Spotify, there's an amazing app called Road Trip. That I've already set up an Afterthought account, so you can follow Afterthought on there. Uh, if you have Spotify, get Road Trip, it's free. And it essentially allows you to have your own radio station, and you can talk up things, and blah, 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 blah. And then you have to have Spotify to listen. But but I could also, let's say, throw it to, if you had Spotify, throw it to you, and you could program the radio station so that we, could, we can bring back RuPaul Radio. Uh, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and even with, awesome. I, I know with your pod is my co-piloting, you guys have that... Um, thing you're doing we have a you, playlist yeah you yes. can add the playlist to this radio people can go and listen to it and you could you and whenever you want to pop in just talk in and stuff like that so look for announcements about that all right with that being said taylor i have one thing to say bring back my girls my girls